One billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'm your GM. Thanks for joining us today. As always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. We're taking some time to check in with each character individually again. With so much going on since they've returned to Legam, our adventurers split up to try and tackle the issues at hand. Pasts are uncovered, shopping lists are checked off, and grief is shared. Join us as Nehemiah tries to set things right. Conversation winds down in the first tree, and everyone starts making plans for what exactly your next steps are going to be. But before you can do anything else, Nehemiah, you want to have a conversation with Adriel. She had left the first tree and gone out walking, simply saying that whenever you're ready, she'd be willing to talk. Nehemiah's not one for waiting. Nehemiah immediately follows Adriel. You follow her out, and she is walking away from the building, not in a way that she's trying to avoid you, but almost in a follow-me kind of Mm -hmm. pace. Nehemiah would sling the spear sword over his shoulder, drape both arms over, and just kind of follow along. She leads you out to one of the sections of outer wall that had originally been encircling the entire village but now have kind of shifted a little bit Hmm. and kind of leans up against it the shadows as the sun has been going over um, are a little bit longer now and she stands uh, in the shadow of the wall Nehemiah would join did you just want me to start explaining or were there questions you wanted me to answer I mean, I think one would inform the other. This is true. This person that you say the, shall we call them prisoners, are working for. Mm Mm-hmm. Serratus was the name? Yeah. You know him. I don't, actually. That's not a name that I know, and nor is it a person I think I care to meet. Can't say I recommend the experience. No, I know something different. You mentioned that there was some sort of organization that was offering him membership at proof of his worth. Mm -hmm. At proof of some sort of great personal gain. To my knowledge, there is only one such group, in both the Steadfast and the Beyond, that would offer such a deal. Who's that? 
the convergence hmm. that I myself am a part of. All right. And she kind of turns to the side and pulls her hood down, which is always up. And seeing her face in full light is very strange, but she kind of pulls the hair on the back of her neck aside, and you see an image of two overlapping football shapes, essentially, Mm -hmm. like eyes. And where they overlap, it creates a third eye with a dot in the middle. Okay. You recognize this symbol, oddly enough. It was on the ring that the dead explorer had in the Ogarek, Molly's mm. friend. Molly didn't recognize the symbol. He had said that he wasn't the face of the operation. But right. this is the same symbol you saw on that ring. Huh. She pulls her hair back again, puts the hood back up. It's a rather exclusive group of people. And rather secretive, for the most part. But as soon as people start poking around, it's not unlike the members to show their hand. Mm. Fair enough, fair enough, but... Alright. So, you're thinking that it won't matter if they find out, because they already know. Point of clarification. Mm -hmm. Which they is they. Uh, it... I use they for two different things. That's my mistake. It's okay. I. It doesn't matter if Serratus finds out, because the Convergence already knows about this place. This isn't new information. It's not. And if he were to try to lay claim to this place, he would find himself on a very short trip somewhere else by my hand. Mm. We all have our claims to our own bits of power. Mine lies here. Well, actually, that answers the other question I had for you. I had no earthly idea why you were sticking around. (laughs) You don't seem to have any great love for the folk here. You'd be correct. And you don't really seem like much of a... Someone who has a soft spot for intrepid explorers, either. No. In fact, I probably wouldn't have even come here... If it weren't for Eidos. Mm. And, again, not because I have any sort of, as you put it, soft spot for them. But this place did intrigue me. And they helped me out, figuring out some of my powers when I was younger. Mm. And I'm not one to go back on an IOU. Noble enough cause. I wouldn't quite call it noble. Simply honoring what you promised. Uh, Yeah, all right. I have my own reasons for being here. That's fine. As long as you don't mean the people no harm, and clearly, the moment you don't, I guess... Serratus has a lot of folk. I know you're scary and strong and whatever, and... You've got your eyes on this place, but my concern is for the folks that live here. Folks that are trying to bring back whatever it is that was taken from this place and whatever's going to come next. That is my concern with letting these folk live. But if you're confident 
that you think you can take down a big old nasty gang. Well, I will defer to your judgment. That is not something that I necessarily have the capabilities of doing alone. I'm not going to disagree that the defenses of Lagam are in dire need of an update. Mm-hmm. However, I just wanted to give you an alternative solution. I'm not going to stop you from doing what you think needs to be done. But I wanted to make sure that you knew all of the cards that were on the table. Good card to know about. By the way, uh, before I forget, I've seen that symbol before. Really? There was uh, a traveler out in the Ogarek. Um, dead. Was tr- a good friend of uh, Molly, who we brought back with us. Yes. They were on a mission together. I have a feeling the mission to the Ogarek might have been uh, commissioned by your kin. That would not surprise me. Well, you can uh, take a look for yourself what they found. There's three of them hanging around Rufus's uh, workshop there. Oh, yes. They did mention a project you brought back. It's something. These uh, automatons, I don't know. Give me the heebie-jeebies a bit, but... Doesn't everything anymore? And I don't mean that as a dig against you. I'm simply saying that the farther you travel, the more weird things you encounter. I have become more paranoid, yes, is the answer to your question. So long as your paranoia doesn't mean your demise... A hard control on your skepticism is needed. Mm. Though I think you understand that. I'm still breathing now. Somehow. Right, we should probably head back in. Well, I am. I'm beat and drained and... Either way, if they're going down, I have a feeling Small Ren's going to take care of it before I can even get close. I doubt your friends would do anything without your direct input on the matter. Yeah. Smallrin is discerning enough. I wouldn't stop her. I don't think, uh... I don't think anybody would. Well, maybe some folk. Maybe Jory. For all I'm sure each of you has gone through, you very clearly all came out of it on the other side with different ideas of how to move forward. Honestly, I think we were more on the same page before the people we help free uh, decide to just absolutely make a mess. That is the danger with people. They tend to make messes. Life's messy. So it is. I'm going to see what more I can clean up around you. Sounds good. If you need me, I'll find you. Creepy way to put that. Just objectively, but fine. (laughs) You have a good day. You too. There's a hint of a smile on her lips as she turns and walks back towards 
the interior of the village. Just objectively the creepiest person I know. Which is hard, considering that you guys run with Smallrin. Exactly. Exactly. But you see, and here's the part of it, is that Nehemiah, like, has come to expect Smallrin. Like, part of the reason for the paranoia is because Smallrin really likes to play the let's get behind Nehemiah and just start talking game. But Adriel is just content to be creepy on their own time. Yeah. It's a hobby, I guess you could say. I look, you everybody needs a hobby. <laughs> My dad, total side note. Once Adriel leaves, where does Nehemiah go? <sighs> Nehemiah would do a once around this I think he would start to walk towards towards the bar and where he sets up his hammock and then just no nope. Too tired, can't stop. Um, and is going to do a loop around. Cool. Just see what's going on. If anybody needs any help, maybe check in at the workshop. Absolutely. You walk around, and even from the last time you were here, and even though Adriel said that security needed to be upped, it already seems like there's more people on guard duty. You really get the impression that whatever went down with Nils really kind of spooked people here into being much, much more conscientious of their safety. So walking around, you see a handful of people who are probably not necessarily trained in any way, but have weapons, you know, a sword or a staff or something like that, kind of just being on guard. As you walk by the more centralized portion, you actually see Dio training with a couple people. Just two or three, showing them the basic moves of here's how you use a mm -hmm. bow, here's how you use a dagger, here's how you can keep yourself and other people around you safe. Just basic self-defense and like almost like tower defense type maneuvers. He waves to you as you go by and, and like just big smile, really glad to see you having come back. You sure. can approach if you'd yeah. like or you can just keep going. Nehemiah, walk up. Nehemiah! It's e so good to have you back here. For a minute. How's it going? Not too bad. Uh, man, that... Yeah. That, that guy. That guy. Anyway, it's probably been a long time coming that we needed to have some sort of uh, actual standing guard here, so Adriel's more the uh, information type. I'm kind of the more action type, so I've been taking that on uh, since you guys have been gone. Got a couple people walking around that, that know their stuff already. I'm trying to teach a couple more. Um, slow going, though. There's only so many people that live here and so many people who are capable. No, for sure, for sure. Well, it looks like you're doing a good job. Anything I can help out with? Uh, if you got time, um, would you mind uh, helping me out here? I'm real good with a bow and decent with a sword, but like staff work and polearm stuff, mm -hmm. that's not my shindig. Any chance you could give these folk a little bit of a primer on that? For sure. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, who who wants to learn polearm? There's three people here and they kind of like two of them raise their hand. Uh, Y'all come with me. 
kind of just peel off from mm-hmm. uh, from the other two and and join up with you, you know, ten feet off. Mm-hmm. What would you like to teach them? Um, uh, defensive maneuvers. Okay, that's the big thing that you get with a pole arm is that you get you know in addition to 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 length, you also have decent defense work there as well. Absolutely. I'm going to suggest you use this anyway. I'm going to have you use impressive display. Oh, great. Let's take a look here. Double check if I remember how that works. Yep, cool. Am I correct that that yep. then... That gives, gives me an you... asset. Yep. Okay. And what's the difficulty? I'm actually not going to have you roll just yet. Explain what is your impressive display. Like, what what super cool maneuver do you do? Um. So, so Nehemiah uh, drops the sword staff, like, just kind of hucks it into the ground and picks up a trainer. All right. Whatever weapons y'all are good at, you come at me with those. And watch what I do. Now, you're going to come at me all at the same time, so, you know, keep an eye out. But I'm going to show you what you can do. And um, as they all come in, Nehemiah is just blocking every blow as it comes at him. Go ahead. And so with that asset, uh, roll me a level three intellect. Okay. But with a asset involved here. Oh, intellect. I am not trained in intellect. I will let you say you are trained in this scenario because you are teaching something you are very good at. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, and I will go ahead and spend for intellect as well. So that is then free. You take it down three notches with the asset, training, and effort. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. No need to even roll then. Awesome. So yeah, you block each of their blows. One comes at you with a dagger, kind of just in fist, trying to stab at you. The other one is uh, working with a, a kind of like a, a short sword, but it's serrated, strangely. Like a battle saw? Yeah, basically. You kind of get the feeling that whether or not this is their chosen weapon, this is the weapon that they were able to get their hands on. Mm-hmm. This is not necessarily a a thoroughly armed location. Sure. So they're kind of picking up whatever they can, whatever they've found along the way here. So you get daggers and battle saws coming at you, and they are not only just thoroughly impressed, but after a couple moves, actually start moving a little more in sync with you. Mm -hmm. They're able to kind of understand the touch and go, the push and pull that comes with a pole arm. Good. After a couple of rounds essentially of that back and forth they kind of step back breathing heavy nodding to each other mm-hmm. all right good work we all we got the, the the real stuff for y'all i mean i i see the da- like i see daggers and whatnot do they have like are there training weapons or is everybody like going in hot as much as they can i mean i think it's just hot as much as we can right now all right um, I think Rufus was talking about some uh, some training stuff, but I feel like they have a lot of projects on their plate right now. We really need to get Rufus an actual assistant that is not just BotBot. I mean, BotBot's adorable. No, BotBot's great. BotBot needs an assistant. <laughs> it's just called Bot. <laughs> <laughs> the BotBot pet pet. Bot, bot, pet, pet. It's one for the Neopets fans out there. Oh, boy. (laughs) And that is actually a legitimate thing that I will take to Dio at some point. It's like, hey, I know things are tight here right now, but 
We should really look into getting Rue some help. Yeah, you're right. I'm not that type of person, but I'm sure we could... I... What about that person you brought in? Are they any good at that kind of stuff? Oh, Molly, yeah, of course. Of course, what am I thinking? Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen him in like two months, but yeah. I, look, we make the same jokes on IP. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, you know, if they want to stick around, I imagine they will. Not a whole lot of elsewhere to go. And it's not like we know exact. I mean, I guess we know where we are, but ain't nobody want to go all the way back out that way on their own. Not alone, that's for sure. Mm-mm. I imagine Molly will stick around, but still, like, many hands and all that. I'll stop by and see how they're doing. You anything else? You good? Nah, I'm doing okay. Thanks for, for teaching those folks a little bit. I'm, I'm sure they'll be able to pick up the basics sooner or later. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I clap them on the back and take off. And you head over to Rufus's workshop being kind of open air um, underneath some, like, taut pieces of fabric and mm-hmm. pergola-type structures. It's normally relatively messy, stuff strewn about. It's unrecognizable. You can't tell one piece of technology from another. You can barely see the tops of any of the couple of tables that they have out. You can see what you think was the start of an organizational system that was once abandoned at some point. There is just so many projects happening all at once, and everything's a mess. Uh Uh-huh. As you walk up, you hear a small kind of clanking whirring sound coming from a pile of components and, and iodum in the, by the side of one of the tables. Mm-hmm. Just kind of going about. You look over, you see like something shifting and moving in this tiny pile. I will drop like a stick or something off the ground and just kind of like flip something up to see what it is. You flip over the top. It's like a like a little domed piece of metal, and you flip it off over the top of this pile, and you see Bot-Bot's arm kind of sadly oh, waving. Oh, buddy, 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 I will I'll dig Bot-Bot out. Yeah. Gives you a, a happy little whirring chirp sound. How did you even get lost in there? You get the equivalent of what you would probably think is a shrug from uh, Bot-Bot's arm. Alright, where's... Where's the boss? Botbot points over towards the building that is kind of catty corner to where all this workspace is that you know that's Rufus's all right. living quarters. Set Botbot down, brush them off, give him a pat pat on the head, and check on and head to the quarters, give it a quick. There's no answer at the knock. I kind of nudge the door open creaks a little as you push it open and Rufus is face down, fast asleep, drool down their face on their cot. Shut the door. Nah, they're good. Alright. What you do notice, looking around a little bit, is you do see the, actually in their quarters, the pieces of the Orgolian soldier of the Mm. automaton. And they've gotten a little bit farther than the Ixom mm-hmm. nanos had gotten. Um, 
It's looking like the, the shoulder pieces and the arms are there now. And there is sitting next to it a list of components that they seem to be missing. Mm. A shopping list, if you will. I will grab the shopping list. Can I understand the shopping list? Yes. Okay. It's it's not completely foreign to you. Um, having dealt in ruins and the Numenera before, it's not like these words would be, you know, like looking at the technical specs for something in nuclear physics. I'm not looking at a circuit. I am not, Chase Greenlee, looking at a circuit diagram. No. I am looking at a at a shopping list at, like, a Jim's Electronics. Yes. Yes. Okay. You, you are looking at a list of components or um, salvageable items that Rufus yet needs to be able to complete this particular project. Gotcha. And you realize that it is in two columns. One column says fix. The other column says reprogram. Mm. Interesting. Is Molly around? Yeah. Okay. Molly's probably back at the first tree. Sure. But if you were to go and get him and bring him back over to this space. Yeah. Um, where are where are the other automatons? They are still outside the outside the city. Sound oh, that's barrier. right. Okay. Cool. Um, I will leave the list here for the time being. I'll go and grab Molly and see if they know what's been going on because I think we dropped Molly off as well to kind of explain what was happening so yeah 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 see if they can glean anything there um I will give the list I'll set the list down and I will kneel down until uh bot bot's like all right you're in charge I might need that list later on all right my man bot bot kind of like again for as much as a kind of like treaded turtle robot with mm-hmm. an arm can't stand up straight like you know with its arm above its head and just kind of gives you a, a quick yes motion with the hand and kind of like does a little patrol around the area very proud good good i will head into the uh head back to the first tree molly is there having a very casual conversation with Fahura. Mm-hmm. there's been some food put out Having a drink. Hey, you two. How you doing? Well, not too bad, Neam. I am. Hope you got all the information you were looking for. <sighs> yes. We'll go with yes. <laughs> Even a tentative yes is still a yes. Mm. Hey, question for you, Molly. Yeah. So I stopped by Rufus's and they're knocked out cold as cold could be. And um, as I was leaving, I noticed that they had a list going on for possibilities for either reprogramming or rebuilding the robot. Um, oh. Well, originally you, you promised to fix them, right? Yeah. Well, if Rufus has found a way to reprogram them, that could change things. How so? I mean... We talked a little bit about it, right? With the with the traveling folk. I mean, about what it would look like to change their directive. That's true. 
And that is the leader. So if the leader's directive changes. So does the rest of the group. Interesting. Yeah. That, um. And, and I don't know what, uh. I don't know what Rufus's idea of the new directive would be, but. Seems like you guys are in some need of. Protection. Protection. Yeah. You ain't wrong. Those are highly tactical things. They are. But that is a highly risky move. Oh, absolutely. I imagine. Take that one wrong step and things are um things get dicey quick. How much of of a risk taker is Rufus? Honestly, they do not take a whole lot of risks, but they are incredibly confident. Hmm. They don't see risk where you and I might see it. And maybe it's because there isn't a risk. Maybe it's because they're overconfident. And unfortunately, that's impossible to find out until the uh, the dice fall. That's very true. Well, would you be interested in uh, trying to get some of the stuff on that list taken care of? At least give them options? Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to, to, to do what I can, but above and below, help me, I have n no idea where we go about finding half of this. You're sitting on a treasure trove of ruins here, Nehemiah. Well, I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean I know how, like, it all works. No, but I could help. That would be fantastic. I've already said I'm sticking with you guys for a while, whether you're here or leaving or going somewhere else. Fair so enough. Other places, uh, I'll help with whatever's needed. I've I've been in need of something to keep me busy, and this seems like a good bit of busy work. That it does. Question for you, actually. Sure. Your friend. Gart, yeah. Did he ever talk about the Convergence? Don't think so. That ring of his. Molly kept it, right? Yeah, and he pulls it out. This one? Yeah, that symbol on it. Um, very long story short, I just learned that that's the symbol for Convergence. It's uh, some sort of a tech collective kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> I'd be surprised if they were keeping something from me, but less surprised if that was something they were involved in. For what it's worth, I don't think it's a bad group. Just, just a group. Hmm. One interested in finding what they can out here, just like every other one. Fahura actually pipes up and goes, Then I don't think you've heard all the stories about the Convergence, then. I mean, not really. Kind of got a limited download there. So you know the Aeon Priests, right? Yeah. Edos and the like, uh, those that are out to seek for knowledge, to help the people around them, or to advance society? Mm-hmm. Convergence also seeks out that knowledge, but... For personal gain, sometimes to the incredible detriment of others, and sometimes without any 
care for the havoc and wreckage they leave in their wake. Yeah, that does seem like the kind of gaps that would be left out when somebody is telling somebody else about a thing. I mean, that sounds about right. But on the other hand, I've known plenty of Aeon priests to do about the same thing, all in the name of good. Perspective tends to follow where the people want the story to be. Convergence probably don't mind a bit of fear, so they're willing to let those stories hang around in their wake. Aeon priests really need uh, to rely on that good bit of faith ahead of them for when they leave behind that destruction behind them. Don't let the Amber Pope hear you say that, but I agree. <laughs> I grew up way out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, when there's not a whole lot to be found, you really don't find any side unless they want to make trouble. Aeon priests aren't walking out into the middle of nowhere to help people. They do it to find things. At the end of the day... People who are finding things are always going to leave with things, unless, and Nehemiah yeah, nods back to the jail, they don't. Only difference between them and a bunch of Aeon priests is uh, who they report back to. She smiles and nods, but does not offer any further <laughs> opinion on the subject. Right. All right, Molly, if I sit for another second, I'm going to fall asleep. So let's go do ahead and get to work. you want to take a nap first? I kind of do, but I think that nap might just turn into a sleep. I we, mean, you can go to sleep. Yeah, we got to find these things. Let's just get this done. Keep all me right. going. I'll sleep all the harder. <laughs> all right. All right. So you mentioned that there was a lot of stuff below how do we get there? Uh, I got to take a bit of a... Let's see if I can grab some anine for us here. I'll see if I can rustle up one of the anine. No, actually, no, the anine are stuck outside of the bubble, aren't they? They are. Okay, never mind. We're walking. Get it's like not a... too, too far out. It's far enough that I wish we had a golf cart. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, we'll head out and, you know, head down. Kind of a jury-rigged uh, the elevator and... All right, step lightly. Be careful. We're going to avoid the rooms. I know we can't touch anything. All right. As you get into the elevator, there is a tablet sitting on one of the, like, control panels. Mm -hmm. And this is... Originally, what Jory had found, it's an auto-mapper. Mm. Something that you can kind of let it go and a little orb floats around and maps oh, neat. Uh, the entire area until a certain time goes and it comes back to you and you give it a download, you can send it back out. Cool. Tapping on it, you see that there is some areas that you haven't personally been or explored that have already been mapped out. Ah, cool. So you at least know where you're going. You don't necessarily know all of the dangers in those areas, but you have a good idea of which ones will be dead ends, which hallways lead other places, and you won't get lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will take us mostly to places that I have been. 
just because I we've largely cleared those out. They should be safe enough. Um, sure. Reserving the uh, places we haven't to the last, just because I know Molly seems to know what he's looking for. So, sure. In the first handful of areas that you go, that you've been for the couple of labs, especially, uh, you are actually able to get a good amount of stuff off of the fix-it list mm-hmm. taken care of. It's mostly small components, little bits and bobs, things that Rufus uh, just didn't have directly on but probably we were readily available. Going through that, you also find uh, more of the Ublek. Mm-hmm. A couple of the rooms that you haven't necessarily explored as directly, you find some more canisters of it. As you had did when you were first there. Mm-hmm. Now knowing exactly how this reacts, if you wanted to take more of it, you could always use it for other things if you had a way to mm-hmm. manipulate it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll scoop some up into a jar, take a whiff. It smells kind of gluey. Mm hmm. You eventually get to the edge of the areas that you've already explored. Mm-hmm. And you start delving into unknown territory. According to the map, this area is a curved hallway with a number of rooms on either side. Most of these doors seem to be shut but unlocked. As you're going through, there's the little lights and keypads that you guys have. And you have the master key mm-hmm. still. So you can get into the, any of these areas, but most of these already seem to be unlocked. Whether by someone previous who has already come through here, or just that they were left unlocked whenever the last living beings were down here. Mm. You want to explore the rooms in order? Would you like to continue down the hallway somewhere else? There are other things to uh, take a look at and other like large areas on the map. I mean, I think we would, Molly and I would not split up, but like each take a side of the hallway and, you know, just start going through a quick sweep to see if we could find anything off the list. Sure. First couple of rooms you both open are pretty scant. Find a handful of iodum, but nothing that's really high up on the list. The, I'll say the third door that you open. Are you trained in any sort of defense? Um, let's find out. Uh, intellect defense. Oh, that's right. You did take that. Yeah. Okay, I will let that apply. Go ahead and roll me a level three intellect defense. Excellent. Roll. Ooh, success with an 18. You open the door and it slides open. And you take half a step into the room. And just as you do, you see right in front of your face the thinnest glint of a line in front of your eyes. (laughs) And you stop very short. And you kind of tilt your head and look at it from different angles and there is almost like a spider's web a very thin line 
and the farther you look into the room, you catch little glimpses of more of these lines of filament, maybe? These are not unheard of mm-hmm. things to encounter, especially in ruins. These are the webs of a steel spider. What you know about steel spiders is not only are they made of metal, but so are their webs. To the point that it will cut through almost anything that comes into contact with them. And shut that door. (laughs) I will say that if Nehemiah is interested, he would also know that if carefully salvaged, steel spider webbing can prove an incredibly effective garage wire. What would salvaging look like? So salvaging would... I would make it a speed or intellect roll, mm-hmm. depending on which you feel would be more appropriate based on your, your method. But it would need to be very carefully taken from its two anchor points and more or less wrapped up in a way that would not... Because it's really when it's like pulled taut that it's that it's very dangerous. So wrapped up in a way and, and enclosed in something um, or wrapped in something that would keep it from getting tangled. Sure. First, I'm going to go to Molly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to let him know. I was like, hey, there are steel spiders down here. Ooh, Probably pop are... a glow globe and, uh, you know, double check as you're going into a room. Uh, yeah, good call. Um, Did you see any of the spiders or just their leaving? Yeah. Um, that makes sense. There's not too much living down here, and I think they do actually eat things like spiders do. Right. Um, and there have been things down here, so like, be careful when you're opening. We've encountered enough that I'm being cautious, but in the meantime, and it, Nehemiah's just going to trail off and see if he can find like two metal bars in this room that are like, like five or six inches long a piece. Easily, yeah grab them um i will go back into uh into the room i will edge along the wall so i'm not touching it and then once i find an anchor point i'm going to use one of the of the metal bars to like try and like essentially like drop it wrap it around kind of like re-anchor it awesome um go ahead and make a level three i will say Straight speed check. Okay. If there's a skill that you think you would like to apply to that, feel free to. Um, perception? Yeah, I'll give you that. Cool. All right, so trained speed. I will spend for speed to lower that to a two. And roll. Success with a ten. Beautiful. You're able to inch along that wall. You kind of re- attach the anchor point Mm -hmm. to this rod um, and it hangs slack Mm -hmm. as it's in your hand. I assume you want to do the other Yep, I will kind of roll it up as I go, kind of give it the slack so that it is easier to do the other side. Perfect. Yeah, you're able to do that. You get the other anchor point, you're able to coil it up. Anything specific you would want to put it in? I'm not saying you have to have a container for it, but like what kind of material would you want to put it into? Um, probably like a leather pouch, something like that. Just have it on hand, ready to go. Absolutely. 
as you finish wrapping up the last coil of that steel spider webbing, you hear Molly from the hallway go, uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah, can you come out here? Dash Um, out. And dashing out of the room, you see Molly, not in a room, but instead a little farther down the hallway, kind of the next couple of rooms, staring down the hallway at a creature that is standing there. A dash. You see a four-legged creature with stark musculature, spines coming out of its sides, not like a frilled ball, not like sling, because instead of a head, it has this glowing orb with metal shards and maybe even pieces of its own body kind of floating around this central hub where its head should be. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just standing there. I haven't done anything. I just, I came out of the room and it was there and I called for you. Good move. You know what this is? Not a clue, but not everything down here wants to eat us, and I don't know where its mouth is, so <laughs> I'm not too worried about that part. We have fought oozes, though. Hi, can you understand us? You do not get a verbal response. Instead, in your mind, you get almost a feeling of response. It's not words, per se. It's somehow you just know Mm -hmm. what it's trying to express. And you get an affirmative Mm -hmm. understanding. All right. All right. Cool. My name's Nehemiah. This is Molly. Do you have a name? Almost like images in your mind, you see E225. Alright. What you doing down here? The feeling that you personally get when your home or your friends are in danger, that protective sense wells up almost immediately within you. Well, we're here to help, for what that's worth. We're trying to get this place back online. I'm sure you've been sensing things kind of kicking back on for a bit, right? Again, you get that affirmative that, That's been us. We're trying to help. Um, are you... Do you know the... The folk made of, like, space and sound down below? You have a feeling of recognition. Uh-huh. Not of direct familiarity. Almost as though this creature knows they are there, but has no connection to them. Gotcha. Well, if you get lonely, you know someone to hang out with, I guess, but uh, he says to the, you know, weird, energy-headed dog. Uh, <laughs> Molly kind of goes, um, what's it saying? Oh, you can't hear it? No. Oh. And at that point, Molly kind of just stops and goes, oh no, I think I feel something. Yeah, there it is. That's it. Yeah, here was the wrong word. Okay. I didn't until you said that. And you notice that the creature's head 
for lack of a better yeah, term. The orb has kind of shifted. More, yes, the orb has shifted more in Molly's direction. You get the sense it can probably only uh, put these ideas Hit out one to at a one time. being at a time. Yeah. Right. Um, if it's all right with you, E, uh, E225, I think the two of us, we're, we're looking around for some things to kind of help us out with some stuff up top side. Um, we're not taking anything apart, apart. We're not breaking stuff. We're just kind of taking what we can uh, to help continue to get this place up and running again. Um, you're welcome to come with us. You first get a feeling of gratitude that you aren't like disassembling anything yeah. necessarily or here to harm anything. And then you get kind of a... Almost like there's a decision to be made. You get the feeling that this creature wants to stay, but also is interested in what it is you are doing. Sure. I mean, look, no, no, we're not going anywhere. It's worth pointing out. Like, there's a whole city of folk topside now. And I kind of try and project the image of what's up top. Like, th things have probably changed a good bit since you were locked down here. But there's people here again. You don't have to be alone if you don't want to be. Though I understand if you do. It pauses for a moment, and then you get the the urge to follow it. Yeah? Make me a level 5 intellect defense rule. I... Cool, yeah, because that's just a thing that I can do. All right. Four, five, all right, intellect defense. I, I'm going to spend again to go ahead and drop that to a four, so it's possible. Um, Boom. That's a failure with a five. Okay. Nothing bad happens, but so far this being has just been projecting these very strong emotions to try and get forth ideas to you. Yeah. In this moment, it's not just the urge to follow, like, the idea of it. You cannot resist mm -hmm. your body moving yep. outside of your own control. You start following. Oh, hey, Molly, we're going this way. Uh, yeah, okay, cool, great. Um, Where are we going? I have no clue. All right, all right, I will follow yeah. carefully. Yeah, do that. Oh, this is not, this is weird. You reach a door at the end of the hallway. Sure. And at this point, you feel this effect fade away, though you get the feeling that it could have lasted significantly longer. Uh. And instead, E225's attention is turned towards the door. <laughs> and you see a little bit of a pulse from its head orb and the keypad on the side of the door, you hear it beep, light up, and the door opens. It walks in, and you get the sense you're supposed to follow, but that urge, that compulsion is no longer there. Sure. You step through the threshold of the door, and inside you see a couple of things. On the left side of the room are two other 
of these creatures. Not quite living, but not quite dead, maybe in stasis Mm -hmm. of some sort. And there is also a large workspace, maybe a, a workshop, but also med bay. Is this m- magic energy head dog workshop vet's office? Basically. Okay. Basically. This creature in front of you is, the closer you look at it, biomechanical. Sure. It is cybernetic in some way. You're not sure if it's all metal or partially flesh, but you get the sense that these have been, if not created here, at least worked on in this space, whether that's organically or mechanically. And the the path that E-225 takes kind of goes around this work area and leads you to a small computer. Mm -hmm. And you see the screen light up and there's text going across it. And it kind of like indicates that you should read it. Unfortunately, you can't read it. Uh, I'm... I'm sorry, E-225, I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) At least not this. I just like the idea. I just can't read. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. No. Nehemiah is semi-literate at least, but not this. Oh, I would assume so. Oh, that was just very funny. I'm sorry. I can't read. (laughs) This sign can't stop me. (laughs) I don't suppose, Molly, you have any clue what this says? No, I don't. Um, um, And Molly starts, like, going through the things that he has, seeing if there's something that he can kind of Um, put together. I'll I'll, I'll turn to E. Like, if you can translate for us, that would be... Like, I might be able to do something, but I have no idea. I mean, we I got some friends topside that might be able to read it, but. There's a moment of understanding and. E turns towards you and you start getting, again, these pulses and flashes of feeling and emotion. You get the feeling of creation, of first life, of birth. You get the feeling of directive, of purpose. Purpose being protection and in the stead of protection, violence. Mm. You get a feeling of camaraderie of not just companionship with one's own kind, but with others that are unlike you, maybe symbiotic. You get the feeling of fear.
here. Though you get the sense that it hasn't been coming from E-225. And then, abject loneliness. Gotcha. As you've been looking, the screen has been scrolling, and the words that you can't read kind of going by, almost as though E-225 has been making that happen as it's recounting these feelings to you. At the end, there is a schematic for these creatures, though it looks even far more complex than anything Rufus has ever even attempted. I'm going to have you roll me an insight check, essentially. So any, I think you're trained in Social interactions. I, I am. Supply here. Okay. So it'll be intellect level five. Okay. We will give it a go. Success with a nineteen. Ooh, minor effect. Okay. Any thoughts on? Actually, no. I will give you the information that this was going to give you, and that if you have a thought on how you'd like that minor effect to apply, cool. Then we'll go from there. The feeling of being abandoned is so strong. That feeling was of all of the different emotions and images and ideas that came through from E-225. That was the strongest. To the point where you are worried that it is on the verge of becoming grief steel. Mm-hmm. These were given a purpose and companions and then were, whether on purpose or not, abandoned by their creators. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on Minor Effect? I would like to, if our interaction so far hasn't done it yet, I would like this to buy E225 more time to not be grief steel. So I think what Nehemiah does is, like, gets down and, like, rubs its back. Because there is no head. Yeah. Gives it the good boy treatment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and is, um, like, really just, like, tries to get this thing to, like, hey, there, there, there is life upside. You're not alone anymore. You... You are able to convey that not just through your words, but trying to project that emotion of companionship, of reassurance. Yep. And you have bought E-225 at least a little bit more time by bolstering Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. I got bits and pieces of that, Mm -hmm. but I definitely felt that really cruddy, lonely feeling at the end. Yeah. Looks like... Looks like these things were made to be like either guardians or companions, you know, hypoallergenic like radio station pets. I don't know. That's a band name. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you know, whenever whatever happened here happened here, they got left, and then time just rolled on. Do you, turning back to E225, do you know what happened here? You get three feelings in very quick succession. The excitement when you feel that you've solved a puzzle. Mm-hmm. The, the embarrassment when your hubris gets in the way of you. Mm-hmm. And pain. Ah, they beefed it up. They beefed it up real bad. Oh, no. Whatever they did in this place, they, they found an answer that they were not ready for. And they paid for it. And E225 is still paying for it. You know, for as much as I have always made a living off of working with the Numenera, sometimes I'm kind of glad that a lot of this technology is beyond our understanding anymore because sometimes that knowledge is too much. It's like a hot pot. You can grab onto it just fine if you got something to hold it with. But if you don't know it's hot, you're gonna burn yourself. And I don't know a single person that's been in our kinds of line of work that hasn't gotten burnt at least once. That's very true. That's very true. Right. How's our shopping list doing? There's a couple things that are still on the reprogram side of the list. And honestly, I have an understanding of them, but I'm not sure where to find them. Mm -hmm. We might have to talk to someone who's a little more keen on salvaging. I think that's probably going to be Jory, if anybody. That makes sense. I am going to go to bed. Nap sounds really good. Not Aren't down we? here. I've just spent everything I've got to, to down here, so I'm that's, that's fair. gonna go um, ahead and yeah. Are we, are we taking e two two five? Would you like to come with us back topside? We can maybe look about getting your friends over there roused at some point, but it's gonna be a lot to do that, and it might take some time, but. Friendly folk up top. You can keep hanging out there if you want to stay close to uh, to home, or we're going to be going and checking out some more of these things if you want to take a look at them, too. The feeling you get is almost like yes, but not yet. Okay. The urge to come along, the desire... To be around people again, mm -hmm. but needing time and understanding before doing so. For sure. Take your time. You then get the overwhelming urge, not 
as a directive, not the same way where, that it, where it forced you to move previously, but the overwhelming urge to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll come back. Honestly, I'm thinking we're probably going to have to send uh, another friend of ours down. So uh, her name's Jory. She's great. You're going to love her. She's going to love you. Um, So just be ready. And I'll come on back in a, you know, probably in a day or so. But I am wiped out. It sits down, lays down, and kind of just waits then. Okay. Seems to be relaxed. Okay. All right. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm good to get back up top. This is a lot bigger underground than I expected it to be. And it keeps going. No kidding. Like no kidding. Like the Ogrek was pretty straightforward. Like it's kind of what you see is what you get. Well, this is the main hub. Yeah. Wow. And where did you say we were going next? Um, it was west, right? Southwest. Yes. Yes, that Zan Zan's answering the question southwest. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Southwest, bit of ways, probably about same distance from Ogrek to here. Kind of triangulate the bits there. Right. I wonder if anyone knows what's out that way. I mean, if it's something like the Ogrek, there's got to be. We we. I had heard stories about that place as we started getting closer. I wonder if. I wonder. Well. That's a decent question to ask around, but I'll be honest, I am not in a hurry to be rushing off right this second. We gotta wait until Rufus is done fixing that thing at least. I'm not leaving That's until we true. figure out what's going on with them. That's true. Alright, let's sorry, I'm rambling. Let's uh let's get back topside. Mm. Let's go. You guys head back through the corridors chambers up the elevator and back to the top as you get closer to legam you do see the three remaining soldiers the orgolian soldiers in that circumference just on the edge of where that sound barrier is just kind of walking endlessly mm. waiting yeah, we gotta deal with that. Is there anything you would like to do before sleeping, or is it straight to bedtime? No, Nehemiah's done enough. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You head back to the first tree. Mm-hmm. Spear in the ground, hammock up between it and the first tree, and head touches fabric and is out. And you sleep soundly at... What is more or less home at this point for the yeah. first time in a number of weeks? Yeah. And we'll call that the session. Woo! Thank you so much for listening to episode 46 of Imprinted Echoes. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes. 
and our website at imprintedechoes.com. On the website, you can find links to the other wonderful podcasts in our network, our merch store, and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. If you're considering becoming a patron, now is an excellent time to do so. Just a couple of days ago, we released a Patreon-exclusive episode of Imprinted Echoes, and it gets a little bit into more of the NPC's backstory. So if that's something that interests you, check out what the patron tiers have to offer. And in that vein, I'd love to thank our patrons, Connor, Nate, and Patrick, for their support. If you'd like to help in other ways, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. All of those things go a really long way in helping us get our name out there. And of course, you can find our hosts on Twitter. Myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thanks once again for listening, and I hope you'll come back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Pat Mahood. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This is a Ghost Like Media production.